0: Hello, welcome to Love of Movies. My name is Livia Martinez, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Oscar and Emily Martinez. And today we are starting a very exciting series that could be quite tedious, but we are going to be talking about the Coen Brothers filmography, 18 movies, Strangelove. We are committed to bringing y'all this content because they are some of our favorite filmmakers, definitely my parents' favorite filmmakers of all time. I mean, y'all have seen, I think, 16 out of 18 of their films, so it'll be exciting to see the two ones you guys haven't seen, which we'll talk about later on in the series. But since we're starting this series chronologically, we're going to start with their first film, which is Blood Simple, which stars the great Francis McDormand. This movie was made for kind of no money at all, which makes sense. They were super young and it was filmed in Houston, Texas, and it looks very Houston. It's set in Houston too, right? Yes. So it makes sense. And dad, you were actually just talking about this off mic, about the origins of the film and how they got it funded at all, because I, I don't know how they did this. This movie's insane for a first film. It's just so patient. It's so weird. And by the way, we were growing up in Houston at the time this
1: was made. That's So true. it looked very familiar to us.
2: That's right. Ethan and Joel Cohn, uh, they're not from Texas, though, at all. Which yeah, is so weird. Yeah, head. which is weird. And they'd never made a movie before, and and they still hadn't when they pitched the idea for Blood Simple. But they made a trailer, and it was a guy dragging a shovel across asphalt with the headlights behind him. And the headlights were on a guy trying to crawl away from the guy with the shovel. So pretty evocative, very film noir, very... Um, very something you may have seen before a crime story a love story uh a love triangle if you will and uh just interesting how those things come together but they pitched it in enough places that they got some investors to get involved with the movie and it wasn't that big a hit but it was it had a definite style
1: and i think this film is we saw this years and years ago it probably was actually the first coen brothers movie we saw um and it's so different. It's so good. It's such a good movie. But it's so different from all their other movies. True. Except perhaps No Country for Old Men right. years later. But even that is much different because after this movie has less humor in it. I mean, it still has some moments that are kind of a little bit, you know, dark comedy. But this, it's really pretty, they play it pretty straight film noir, scary, you know. Whereas, even like No Country for Old Men, I think had a lot more kind of ironic humor.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. In, in their movies, uh, Liv mentioned this that we're going to try to tackle this so much we care, right? <laughs> that these, there are certain themes in their films that we'll come back to and we'll point out here and there. And sometimes we, we have probably some that we're not even thinking of that in the course of seeing these films, and in some cases, rewatching them. Some we've seen so many times, we don't need to rewatch them. But uh, in this case, we hadn't seen this one, and it was good. It was a good good drama, and it's on HBO Max right now if you want to see it. Or actually, I don't know if it will be by the time this comes out. What year did it come
0: out? It came out in 1984. And pretty crazy that this was literally Frances McDormand's first film.
2: She looks so different, doesn't she? She
0: She does look different. And this is actually where she met her husband, Joel Cohen, and he kind of wooed her to make this film using, like, It says he wooed her with literature. I don't know exactly what that means, but she was just a theatrical actress before this film and never wanted to do anything in film or TV. And thank goodness she did, because, I mean, now she's won literally three Academy Awards. She's tied with Catherine Hepburn and Daniel Day-Lewis, right? I mean, one of the all-time greats. And yeah, in this movie, she does a great job, but she's just so young and different. And her character in this is kind of naive and...
1: Yes, I mean, she's very different. Yeah, she's not very bright, and um, but kind of very vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not the kind of character she tends to play later on.
0: Yeah, and this movie stars some other people who I've never really seen any of them in films before, maybe because a lot of them were um, in earlier movies or just they didn't hit like others, but John Getz, Dan Hedaya... M, uh, Emmett Walsh, yeah. he's, well, he's actually quite well-known. He's a character
2: actor, actor and he's, he's he's come out in several of the Coen Brother films.
0: Man, he's still alive. He's 87. Is he
2: really? Wow. Good
0: for him. Are you sure?
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway, but he, he plays one of the characters. Again, this is one of the first themes. You're not sure if, if he's real or not. Obviously, this is probably the most realistic film in a weird way, even though it's so, so dramatic. But he's uh, a bounty hunter no he's a killer right <laughs> what is he i already forgot yeah well
0: he's a, he's a private uh, eye private he? eye yeah. yes do they still have
1: those yes but in a in a real kind of sleazy private eye type in his
2: first meeting uh there's a jealous husband who meets with this private eye and the private eye says well don't do anything illegal well mm-hmm. may, this may, he the guy in so many words says, well this may involve getting rid of somebody well, it depends what the price is. You know, I mean, he's very, you talk about questionable morals, and that's a big theme of theirs, the morality of people involved making decisions. And in this case, at M.M. Walsh, he's so good. It's one of his best roles because he plays it as a Southern good old boy, just, you know, taking it easy, real laid back. But then it comes out, no, this guy's a killer. It's just, this, there's no other way to describe it, you know, as he, as the story unfolds.
0: And I mean, like Mom said, I would say that this film and probably No Country for Old Men are the two most serious of the Coen Brothers movies because every Coen Brothers movie that I've seen besides this has at least some element of comedy. This, was there any funny parts? I think that maybe some of the characters in their own
1: way were were a little ridiculous. yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, there were no real jokes or anything like that. And yeah, it was so interesting to see a film noir set in Houston, Texas, but they made it work and they made the story very easy to follow and very tense. And oh my gosh, the scene with the shovel and the guy crawling, yeah, like that it, they made that was... in the trailer. That's in the actual movie. And that is disturbing. Yes. It's a very dark
1: movie, both the way, I mean, the theme, but also the shooting. I mean, it's most of it is at night or in dark bars yes. or dark houses. I mean, it's very. Um, It's literally film noir. I mean, it's just a very dark movie. But it also is, that builds the tension. You just don't know who to trust and don't know how bad somebody is. And you don't know whether the person you're rooting for is actually worse than the person that you're rooting against, et cetera. And
2: you really couldn't call these spoiler alerts because basically somebody gets killed, but then they're not dead. And then they are dead but then they're not dead and it was just fascinating how they did it because he's like oh well it seemed very very believable that oh no that guy's completely dead but then he comes back you know and it was just it was very interesting the way it was done and i will say this too that one this is like we usually have go backs this is a look forward when we do the lebowski one because mm-hmm. that's one of the films that we've seen so many times there's a private eye in that he drives a vw bug This is a direct Uh homage to that, to to their own film, because in this one, he drives a beat-up B.W. Bug, which in 1984, 85, whenever this was made, that was already archaic, so you can imagine in the 90s, when they made Lebowski, how much, you know, but like, all private eyes drive a B.W. Bug, that's like probably an inside joke, there's probably so many like that, and they've been making movies for so long that everything's an inside joke in a way, you know? Yeah.
0: And who we are talking about that M. Emmett Walsh was following was the bartender in this movie, Ray, who was, spoiler alert, so watch Blood Simple before you listen to the rest. But I guess it's not really spoiler alert because within the first five minutes, he and Abby, played by Frances McDormand, they're having an affair. She's having an affair with the bartender and her husband is the owner of the bar, right? And her husband is a tough guy. He's very tough. But we just need to talk about real fast this, again, mega spoiler alert. But the private eye, he ends up shooting the husband at the bar. Then Ray finds him. And what in the world? Why does he choose to do what he does? Ray cleans up his, the, oh, it's just so stupid. He cleans up the blood with his windbreaker. He's putting his fingerprints all over the place. It was like, you didn't need to be there. He
2: picks up the gun. Well, you know why he was doing it?
0: Because he thinks that Abby did yes. it, which is brilliant because I'm sure that, I mean, and yeah, it's a great well, it story. Shows that he's willing to sacrifice himself for her.
1: He genuinely he loves does her. does love her, yeah. As opposed to her husband who is trying to get her killed.
0: Wow, that's a good point.
2: Even though it was their first film, uh, you could see elements of their style. We've talked about some of the themes, but definitely even just the shooting of the some of the scenes were very, very well shot. You know, yeah, the shaky the bu- cam
0: at points. The bullet mm-hmm. holes coming
2: through the wall. You don't know if they're hitting or not, but the light comes through very well and real low, low-fi kind of effects because they didn't have any special big special effects and no dream or fantasy sequences as we'll talk about in future episodes. Um, but very, very well well done. And the, the runtime was it, 86 minutes, 90 minutes. Crisp- Perfect runtime. They're, they're, that's one of the reasons they have, we think that their longevity is because People don't have two hours and 25 oh minutes for any movie, She's you know? So I mean, for the most part, you know. Even though, you know, their oldest, I mean, their their longest film, right? Is it No Country? Yeah, yeah. it is. And Which that, is their most popular problem. Yeah, probably. It doesn't feel that long. That's the thing. You know, you could have a four-hour movie. It was fantastic. It goes by in 30 minutes.
1: But it was based on a famous book, too. So the source material of that is different than most. I mean, they he probably, probably almost owed it a certain... Ran time because they needed to. That's yeah, true.
0: to But we uh, need to stop talking about No Country for Old Men because we're going to get to that <laughs> later on in the series. Blood Simple. It's a really good movie. I don't love it. I liked it. I admire it, especially for a first movie. I think it's one of the best debut f- films from directors I've ever seen. But, I mean, I'm not going to die to go back to it like some of these other films that we're going to be talking about in this series. Do we want to rate it? I or- think so.
2: I would only say, too, that if you're going to watch them, if you've never seen a Coen Brothers... I wouldn't necessarily start with this one no. precisely because it is so different than all the rest. I would come back to it maybe even after seeing No Country for Old Men because that was the only one that really is most like it, which is amazing, right? That was, the more you know, right. s- so many, years, so many later. years later.
0: Yeah, I think it is good to see this movie though, especially even like if you care about film history at all, just because again, the Coen brothers are so important in Hollywood and also Frances McDormand, again, literally going down in history is one of the greatest actors of all time and it was her first movie. And thank goodness for it. And she's just so different. She's evolved so much as an actress. And it's a good movie. It is I mean, good. it's a
1: good um, film noir, modern film noir movie. But we've been watching a lot of that style of movie in the last yeah, couple of her. years. And so for that reason, I don't think it was a great movie because we've seen other maybe more 50s, 60s era film noirs mm-hmm. that are better. But this seems like an example of filmmakers who had to prove themselves, so they really tried to play by the rules. I mean, they showed their creativity and innovation in some of the shots and some of the storytelling, but they were not confident enough yet to throw in sort of some off-center humor or too quirky a character and um, so that's why i think they kind of had to make this a just a straight good movie and
0: then they could move on from there and what's funny is even though they did play the by the rules and do that none of the major studios wanted to distribute it because it just was not the style in the like 80s you know the mid 80s it just was not what people were looking for but luckily, I think it was Warner Brothers or some one of the major studios. They took a chance on it. And yeah, it wasn't a huge success, but it caught enough people's eye that they got enough funding to make their next film, which was totally, totally, totally different, which is Raising Arizona, which will be what we talk about next week. Well, that was a crime drama in its own way, too. That is fair. And something that all Coen Brothers movies have in common is there's a lot of miscommunication. And in this movie miscommunication. Ray thinks that Abby killed the husband. She didn't. He won't tell her afterward like what's wrong. Just come on, people. People need to learn to speak and be vulnerable with each other like The Bachelor would say. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's just... As they go through the journey mm-hmm. together. Well,
2: even think about it this way. Even the person... Pursuing Abby at the end, she thinks it's somebody else. Yeah, she thinks that somebody completely different is trying to kill her. That <laughs> is so talk true. Talk about miscommunication. That's mm-hmm. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh
0: man, that final scene is really well done and really terrifying. And yeah, they—I mean—you can tell that they have talent just by how they shoot these super dark scenes because it's hard to make a movie in the dark, and they made it look good somehow, even though it was pretty grainy. Mom immediately kind of was like, "Oh, you can tell this was shot on cheap film or something," because it just did not look. Like some of the other movies, even though we have found, and I think we've talked about this before, *Strange Love, that the movies shot in the 80s and 90s right now just have a gross look to them. I think it's because they haven't been restored yet or something, but they just look kind of dated. But this one especially looks kind of dated. But it was still great, and we hope that you will give it a chance. Let's get to ratings. How many... Fish, would we give it? There's a fish element oh, to the smell. yes, yes. There is? Which, imagine how smelly that office probably was. Oh, goodness.
2: Oh, yeah, the fish.
1: I'd give it probably a, well, it depends, because I guess overall I'd probably rate it higher, but if we're going by, are we rating on a Cone Brother's? System, I mean, should we be able to compare the Cone Brothers and no, I, know, think, I think models. I think just
2: as a movie because okay. I think there'll okay. be a wrap up of the best ones definitely, okay. so,
1: okay. Then I'd say maybe a 3.5. Um, it's possibly even higher, but probably that is fair. It wasn't uh, really breaking any new ground or that you don't really think back on it that much and and wonder what happened, and mm-hmm. but it was a good movie.
0: I agree with three and a half. I think the story really held up. I'm glad there was no Blood Simple 2 or anything like that because it was just kind of a standalone thing. And yeah, there was a lot of hits in it, even, but I just didn't connect with it. But I just don't connect to film noirs in general, so maybe that's just on me. But yeah, 3.5 for me too.
2: You know, something you just said is pretty brilliant, Liv, because... Come, Brothers, they don't make movies that they make sequels from. Wait, you're right. They tell stories, right? They tell these stories, and that's the end of the story, you know? You're right. They've been threatening the... Just move on from there. I mean, the the fan base really wants another Lebowski to see what happened to... I hear there's another little Lebowski on the way. (laughs) So stupid. Yeah. I, I too, agree with the 3.5... What did we say? Fish. Fish. 3.5 fish out of five. Uh, Yeah, very solid work, uh, worth seeing. Again, if this is your, it shouldn't be your first Coen Brothers film if you haven't seen one, but it's definitely worth watching because you want to see where they came from, where they started. Always important, especially Frances McDormand, as Liv mentioned, you know, she's one of the greatest actors of our time. Uh, It's worth watching to see how she's evolved from this role. Again, she's really good in it, but she's gone straight up from there.
0: Very true. On that note, thank you for listening to episode one of our again many many episodes on the Coen Brothers. This was blood simple. Follow us on Instagram at strange love of media. Visit our website strange love of movies.com and you're going to have a lot of Coen Brothers content. The next few weeks we'll probably mix other films, new releases and stuff like that in between. So, get comfortable, get ready. Watch the Coen Brothers movies to kind of keep up to speed with us because We do really want to talk about these movies in depth and we're probably going to spoil many, many things. So go watch them. We will see y'all next time. And thank you for listening to our episode about Blood Simple. Do we have any advice for our Strange Love listeners?
1: Uh, Maybe don't have an affair with your mean
0: bar boss's wife. Good advice. We will see y'all next time. This was Blood Simple. Bye.